Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Praise the Lord and good morning to St. Luke AME Church Garland. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and to the mothers that we are remembering. Praise God for the officers, stewards, and trustees, members of the official board, disciples of Jesus Christ, and our virtual church family that is listening today. Come on, let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this glad morning that we can praise your name one more time. So God, we step back that you may step up and minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to your people. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on together, we say amen. Let's look at our text this morning. It comes from the Old Testament book of Exodus, the second chapter, verses five through nine. I'll begin reading this morning at the seventh verse. Hear the word of the Lord. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. And our theme and thought of meditation this morning is God only knows. Isn't that right? God only knows. Beloved of God, if you ever find yourself in trouble, think like a mother. If you ever find yourself navigating the uncharted waters of a pandemic, act like a mother. If you ever need to talk to someone who knows all about you, your ups and downs, your weaknesses and strengths, your dreams and your passions, your peculiar proclivities and still love you, go talk to your mother. If you ever have to face insurmountable challenges that threaten health and heart and home, go get your mother. If you ever needed to be pushed beyond your comfort zone, prodded beyond laziness, or go get your head out of social media and into the real real world to maximize your potential, remember what your mother said that you can do. If you ever needed to be comforted in the midst of the storm, close your eyes and hug her memory. If you need encouragement, close your eyes and hear her voice. And if she's still living, don't just hashtag on Mother's Day or say her name, call her, go to her, hug her from afar or hug her up close and personal, but go ahead and hug. When you become a mother by birth, adoption, proximity, that means you're the next door lady mother, that you are the church lady mother, or you're the kid's friend's mother, or by the spirit, then remember your mother said one day you would understand. Truth is, most of us do not appreciate the superpowers of motherhood. That's what I said. Uh, Most of us do not understand the superpowers of motherhood until we're grown with small humans of our own or until we're adulting. That's when we realize that some of the things we were told to do and didn't want to do were to prepare us for our future. You, you remember that, do it now. That means time, that was the lesson of time is of the essence. Do it right the first time. We don't have time to wait on you. 
That was a lesson in time management. Hold your head up. You're somebody. Give, give a firm handshake. Look people in the eye. Those were lessons of self-esteem. Respect your name and your family's name. Don't you realize it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and only a few minutes to lose it? Uh, uh, the do it now lessons uh, uh, that say later is only a promise and now is really all you have. You remember your mother's lessons? I sure do. Close what you open. That's what mama said. Fix what you broke. Pick up what you dropped. Clean your room. Those were all lessons in personal responsibility. Take care of your room. You can take care of your business if you can't take care of your room. Take care of your employees. Take care of your ideas. Take care of your dreams. It'll be better for you. Oh, haven't you heard that? Haven't you heard? Especially when mama's halfway mad, right? It will be better if you just tell me the truth than keep telling that lie. Those are all lessons in honesty, even when honesty hurt. Confession was good for the soul and just may help you get off a of social probation sooner or later. When mama said no, she said no, not because she was being mean, but because there were some places you didn't need to be and some folk you didn't need to be hanging around. There was a reason why the approval ratings of your friends were so low because she knew that you take on the values of your friends, of the crowd. You lay down with dogs, you get up in with fleas. And she hugged you all the time. Yeah, even to your embarrassment in front of your friend. Mama, don't hug me, don't hug me. Beloved, you're never too grown for a hug when we live in a world that majors and beating up on us all the time. Spit you out, chew you up, yeah, and think nothing of it. Yeah, a hug in a world that devalues your personhood, shun you and kick you to the curb without probable cause. If you ever find yourself in trouble, think like a mother. If you ever find yourself navigating the uncharted waters of a pandemic, act like a mother. And if you ever have to face insurmountable challenges that threaten the health, the heart, and the home, go get your mother or do like your mother. Come on with me now to the Old Testament book of Exodus on this Mother's Day morning. Just remember now, Sabrina Fulton, mother of slain Trayvon Martin, transformed her pain into power, saying, I stood up when Trayvon was shot down. A Genevieve Reed Veal went to jail in Waller County, Texas, where her daughter died and offered the sheriff forgiveness. Well, Gwen, Gwen Carr, Mother of Eric Garner changed her mourning into a movement and her pain into a purpose. In a crisis, mothers do extraordinary things. When Amy Klein's cheerful, energetic, effervescent daughter cried every morning before going to a school that would not meet her needs, she decided that we would, she would not leave her child in the wrong hands again. Isn't that just like a mother? When Christiana Simone's apartment caught on fire, the mother did the only thing that a mother could do. She wrapped herself and her child in a blanket and jumped out of the room, uh, jumped out of the window and both survived. Mm. Christy Chappelle was on a family vacation when her son fell off the cliff. What is the mother to do? She went over after him and pulled him back up. Remember, if you ever find yourself in a crisis, think like a mother. Act and do like a mother who see themselves as a part, not of the problem, but a part of the solution. Come on and say amen. For the Bible is replete with examples of mothers thinking and doing and acting in challenging times. 
The Syrophoenician mother wouldn't take no for an answer from Jesus. Her daughter was suffering and the mother from the wrong side of the tracks, from the wrong crowd, from the wrong neighborhood, from the wrong faith community. This mother stands up to Jesus and advocates for her daughter who was ill. She kept pressing. She was rejected. She kept coming. She was pushed back, called names, tossed and tosses Jesus words back in his face. Even the dogs gather the crumbs to eat under the master's table. She wasn't ignorant of spiritual things. She recognized that Jesus is Lord and she boldly takes a stand and her daughter is healed. Your faith, your faith to stay where you are until the Lord comes and answers your prayers or acts on your behalf. Rispa, you remember Rispa in the Old Testament, the mother of two sons who made poor choices and ended up on the wrong side of a political move. Her, her sons were killed and laid out as an example for anyone who would try to do the same mess. This mother did all she could. Rispa sat next to her dead son's body and fought the vultures by day and the jackals by night. David, oh yeah, David hears the cries of her, or hears of her heroics and goes himself to see that her sons have the proper burials. Mothers do extraordinary things in a crisis. There's Mary, the earthly mother of Jesus, who said yes to a radical world-changing, life-transforming event. She agreed and opened her heart to unspeakable joy and unspeakable suffering and sacrifice. She held baby Jesus in his arms when, when he was born and she held him when he was lowered from the cross when he died. Some mothers are like captains of armed lifeboats, rescue boats that floats on the seas of adversity to keep her child, keep her child alive. And then there are mothers who create a mothership for everybody, all the children, to arrive safely to their future. Thank God for the mothers who do come through. And sometimes they come through for you. And then sometimes they don't always come at all or in the way that you want them to come. And sometimes they do that for your own good. And sometimes they have nothing left to give. Many mothers rise to the occasion and others are just overwhelmed. Do you know how hard motherhood is? Underpaid, overlooked, without enough energy to rise one more time. Every day they got to rise, they have to rise and fight their way through, not only for their children's lives, but for their own sanity. And some mothers are hard because times are hard and they know that hard times can continue and they don't want you to be eaten up by hard times. Some, some didn't handle, didn't handle a surprise, unexpected pregnancy like Mary or Elizabeth and others were too caught up in baby mama drama like Leah and Rachel. And today we thank God for the ones who carried, who carried us as birth mothers and surrogates in their wombs or carried us at home in their arms and loved us from afar or shared us with other women who loved us. We thank God for the women who took us under their wings and just mothered us, who, who led us into their homes and their hearts just to mother us without realizing they were doing exactly that. Today, we thank God for our spiritual mothers who are still praying for us in this hour and the mothers whose memory we honor today because their prayers for you, beloved, are still circling heaven every day waiting for the answers to arrive. Today we look to the many mothers of Moses, the one who bore him, the one who watched over him, the one who took him in during uncertain times, 
And all, if we count it all up, it took six women to keep Moses alive. Six, one, two, three, four, five, six women. Many women it took to keep him alive. And there are others in our own lives who work very hard and pray very hard to keep us alive until we arrived at this point in time. Most of us have one mother, but we have other mothers who helped keep us alive. Let's think now. There's a church mother, neighborhood mother, designated mother, play mother, auntie mother, school mother, babysitter mother, best friend's mother, workplace mother, women who had a role to play to keep us alive. Hallelujah. They were placed by God to say something at just the right time. That, that word that turned your life around. The, the word that opened your mind to new possibilities, huh? the, the word that helped you to see yourself and where you are and strive to do better. Yeah, the word that kept us out of danger said just the right word. Yeah, the right word to distract us from stuff that could hurt us. Yeah, I'm, you know who I'm talking about. The women, uh, when we were hungry, they fed us and they nourished us and they pointed us in the right direction when we were going in the wrong direction. They taught us their favorite recipe. They sang their favorite song. They, they, they were and are the wise counselors and advisors in our lives. They were and they are now. Yeah, they are the givers. Yeah, whether we wanted the advice or not, they admonished us, they chastised us, they whipped us with a word of prayer or a stare. Yeah, my, my mother inherited her stare from her mother. Mm-hmm. That's the look that'll drop a charging elephant at 100 feet. They don't have to say nothing. Don't have to move. Just look at you. And you know not to make another move and not to say another thing. Thank God for other mothers. It was a dark day in the life of the Israelites in Egypt. It's in the text. Go on to Exodus. Go on to Exodus. The sting of the master's whip left their mark on the minds and hearts and psyches of the people in Goshen. There were very few joys left to them during the four centuries, 400 years of captivity. One thing that my mother taught me was that you can always start building a bright tomorrow, even while it's still dark. Don't wait till the sun comes up. Don't wait till the burdens become less. Don't wait till the oppression announces a retreat. You can start to build a better tomorrow right where you are, even if it's dark, even if it's dark outside, even if it's dark. In your, you can start building a bright tomorrow, even while it's dark. My mother said, my mama said, don't just sit there and wait for stuff to happen. Don't wait till the roof caves in. Don't wait till the money runs out. Don't wait till the job disappears. Building during dark days so you can live in the light tomorrow. Come on, I'll say amen if you ain't saying nothing. One particular harsh political policy of this ancient narratives was the death sentence on the male population. Pharaoh decreed that only the baby girls would live and all the baby boys must die. Beloved, we understand that one way to control the procreation and prosperity of a nation is to control what happens to the men. Men in a minority always seem to be a threat to the stabilization of the majority. The men pose a procreation threat and a military threat. So the decree was a political genocidal policy that recruited by law the cooperation of the very people who are being legislated against. The oppressed people are now recruited 
to kill the baby boys. Yeah, the enslaved now are recruited to kill each other. Ah, uh, that, that, that is the Hebrew midwives who were recruited to guarantee that the Hebrew children, boys, would die, keeping the girls alive. Keeping the girls alive guaranteed a supply of women to take care of Egypt's houses and their children and to become the evening playmates, you know, evening playmates, that is objects, not human beings, not women, but objects to be fondled and to dispose of. Women who were like disposable products that after they have been used, they can be thrown away because they are they are more left in the box. Amen. Life had become so oppressive that it lost its meaning for them. Yet hope was still alive because God has a way of coming through. Thank you, Jesus. If that is not your shouting moment right now, that is sure my shouting moment right here, that God still has a way of coming through. Bodies may be burdened, but God has a way of coming through. Minds are shackled, joys are stolen, but God has a way of coming through. Uh, destiny is deferred and the future is unpredictable, but God, oh, thank you, Lord, has a way of coming through. Captivity is assured, unfair policies and practice are rampant everywhere, but our God has a way of coming through. Trust is destroyed. Faith is strangled, but they knew that God would come through one day. Hope was still alive in this strange land. However, it was cold blue for hope. It was stat. The respirator was wheeled in. Monitors were strapped to hope's chest. Uh, stand clear. Someone shouts uh, from Goshen as electrical charges. Uh, Jolt hope's body monitor is beeping and IVs are attached and uh, additional medical help is summoned. Uh, but things were getting darker in Israel's life. Go back and read it for yourself. Uh, hope's family was called in. Uh, determination and perseverance and and encouragement. All three members of Hope's family uh, all stood by the bed silently holding Hope's hand, waiting and, and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, a mother, uh, a woman of uh, the priestly family of Levi uh, gives birth to a son uh, and two other women, uh, the chief uh, midwives, uh, Shipra and Pua, uh, participate in a motherly conspiracy uh, to keep the baby boy alive. Uh, hope was still alive. Uh, Jacobed, the mother of the boy, hid him. Uh, another miraculous feat uh, because the Egyptian gods uh, patrolled the streets of Goshen looking uh, for lawbreakers. Uh, there were also spies in the camp uh, looking for a little extra snitch money uh -huh, by revealing the hidden secrets of mothers uh, who tried to hide uh, the identity of the gender of their children, uh, saying that they are girls uh, and not boys. Uh, Jacobet eventually had to throw him into the river uh, as the law requires, uh, but she's a resourceful mother. Thank God uh, for resourceful mothers. Uh, she puts him in a basket first, uh, made of pitch and tire. Uh, mother, uh, there may come a time uh, when you have to release your children to the world, uh, but make them a basket, not of pitch and tar, uh, but make them a basket uh, that is made of courage and strength. Uh, make them a basket of morals uh, and a sense of self. Uh, 
make them a basket woven in to the relationship with God and a purpose. Don't let them go out the door without giving them something first. Miriam, the older sister, watches over the basket as it moves down the river. Can you see it in your mind's eye? Pharaoh's sister sees the basket uh, and hears the cries uh, of the baby that we now know is Mo- will be called Moses uh, while she is on her regular trip to bathe uh, by the river. Uh, some may consider it a coincidence, uh, but I consider it a divine intentionality. Uh, she sends uh, one of her slaves to retrieve it uh, and discovers one uh, of the Hebrew children uh, hidden inside uh, and it's a boy, yeah. Miriam now, uh, uh, the big sister speaks up. Uh, shall I? It's in the text. Uh, shall I? It's in the text. Uh, shall I uh, get a nurse for you uh, from among the Hebrew women? Uh, why, of course, uh, is the response from the princess. Uh, and Miriam, the big sister, uh, retrieves her mother. Uh, that is the mother of the baby boy uh, that put him in a basket of pitch and tar uh, and released him in the river. What? Yeah. Go back. And she got the mother of the baby boy from Goshen, uh, who now comes uh, to nurse her own son. Uh, and wonders of all wonders, uh, the text says she get paid uh, to nurse her own child, uh, something she would gladly do for free. Uh, she nurses her own son uh, inside of the woman who would one day release him to his future. Uh, that day came uh, and she placed him uh, in another woman's arm. Uh, thus, in these first few chapters in the book of Exodus, uh, it has taken five women uh, to keep Moses alive. Uh, and the sixth one uh, would be his African wife, uh, Zipporah. Uh, Beloved, uh, there was trouble in the land, uh, just like there's trouble in the land right now. Uh, They had problems navigating uh, a political pandemic. uh, And then, uh, and we have problems navigating uh, a global health pandemic right now. Uh, What would happen if we started to think like this mother? Focus on what you can do. Instead of what you can't do, don't just sit there, but do something with what you already have. Act, turn your pain into power, like Sabrina Fulton. Transform your mourning into a movement, like Gwen Carr. Refuse to take no for an answer, like the Syrophoenician woman. Admit your mistakes uh, and refuse to put your children in the hands of the wrong people like Amy. Uh, Empower your community uh, to keep your children alive uh, like Chocobed and Shipra and Pua. Uh, In a crisis, a mother will prioritize uh, her needs and the needs of many uh, over the whims uh, of those who will criminalize uh, and politicize. uh, We're going to get through this together. It's like what Stacey Abrams of Georgia is quoted as saying, the only option for us right now is to move forward. Miriam ran from the river that day to do what Pharaoh's sister requested in our text. Oh, go get one of the Hebrew women to nurse this boy for me. She did, got a mother, 
The mother who gave him up, uh, hid him in a basket, sealed with pitch and tire, uh, is now nursing uh, this baby boy and got paid. Uh, this is my shout of the morning. The Lord still arranges impossibilities every day and make them possible. Yes, the Lord still comes through. Jesus knows all about our troubles, knows exactly what we need, how much we can take, how much we can handle, how far we can go. Focus on the can do. Do something. Empower your community. Prioritize the needs of the many instead of the whims of the few. God only knows. <laughs> God only knows. God knows how much we need. God only knows. He is the supplier of all of our needs. God only knows our heart's desires. He will give us the desires of our heart. God only knows what is good for us. And every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. God only knows what we can handle. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. God only knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. God only knows what is planned for us. Plans not to harm, but to prosper us, to give us a future and a hope. God only knows that as your days show shall your strength be. God only knows your limitations. So not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God only knows how much you can carry. So Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. God only knows if you're battle ready. And how do you know if you're battle ready? Because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. You don't have to climb in the ring, beloved, to fight this one out. The battle is the Lord's. And it's not yours. Let, let me ask my mama to come here for a minute. Mama, come here. What, what, what's, the, what's the song that we sing today? I'll be all right. I'll be all right someday. Mama, you, you watching? You're going to be all right. Baby boy and baby girl will be just fine. Grandmama, come here. You're going to be all right. Grandkids are going to be all right. Come on, great-grandmama, come on. You're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. Today. Oop. Come here, auntie. Come on, auntie. I'll be all right. They will be all right because God knows. God only knows. God only knows. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.